What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope everyone had a very happy holiday season. Uh, we are back in the real world, as it seems to be, um, which isn't such a bad thing. It's nice to get back to a little bit of routine and a little bit of normalcy uh, and maybe uh, lay off all the, the sweets for a little while, too. So um, we are moving on. Uh, on into a new year and on into game week 22 in the Premier League. So let's go back because it feels like forever ago uh, that we had all this fixture congestion and do a quick recap on game week 21. So the average was 48 points. The high was 112 points. Uh, we, our team finished with 68 points. So pretty happy about that. As many managers did that week, uh, we captained Vardy, who wasn't on the team sheet, didn't play at all because of uh, tight calf muscles, if I remember correctly. And our vice captain, luckily, was Mane, who uh, who had a, a nice goal. A um, little nerve-wracking, didn't score till later in the game. So... Um, Thought that we were going to have another captaincy blank upon us, but thankfully worked out all right. If your vice captain was Salah that game week, then or if he was just your your straight out captain, you made off better uh, between the two Liverpool players. But either way, um, like we had mentioned week after week um, and posted on our Instagram account several times, uh, there was a lot of squad rotation among the teams and our benches uh, and our vice captains were absolutely called into duty uh, probably more than once for each of us. The team that we had uh, that got the 68 points, and we'll go through this quickly, was Guaita and Goal, Alexander-Arnold, Chilwell and Soy back on defense, Traore, Deli, Mane, our vice captain, as we mentioned, uh, De Bruyne and Grealish in the midfield, and then Ings and Mupe up top. Originally, Vardy was in there, and we played a 3-4-3. Grealish was on our bench, and thankfully, as did with a lot of managers also, uh, we had Grealish come off the bench for us. That would have been a massive 13-point uh, hit if he wouldn't have come on for us. What we had thought about doing for quite a bit going into game week 21 before the deadline was dropping Delhi and bringing in Salah, which in hindsight would have been an excellent decision. Uh, but we opted to keep Delhi for that one more game because we thought maybe he'd have a chance against Southampton and, um, he got nothing but two points. So score could have been much, much higher for us, which would have been nice. Uh, but we're really happy overall with how things have gone. We've seen our ninth green arrow out of the past 10 game weeks, and we are just under uh, the top 15K now. We're at 14.775. So um, it's our best rank so far this season. And, uh, of course, uh, the lower you get, the harder it is to uh, see 
green arrows and of course maintain a position or even get a little bit um, better if possible. But our goal, as is with many of you, is to finish inside the top 10K. Um, I'd even like to finish inside the top 5K. And so we'll see how it goes. This is where the crunch time begins. We all had, um, some of us has used the new wild card, but we all had a new wild card um, at the onset of the kickoff of game week 21, I should say. Um, some people have opted to use their wild card, and the strategy there, um, and it doesn't mean it's good or bad, it's just whatever's right for that manager in his or her situation, uh, but the theory is the quicker, the, the earlier in the season you build, especially the second half of the season, that you build uh, a team that you are super happy with and that you think will get you a lot of points, uh, the more points conceivably that um, you can build over the next, uh, what is it, 16 game weeks or so. Um, you know, there's another theory that you hold on to that wild card, use it towards the very end of the season uh, when there's maybe one more big double game week, uh, maybe a blank game week coming up, but definitely one more big double game week coming up. You play your wild card the week before that so that you can play bench boost. Uh, in that double game week, um, and then hopefully see your rank rise right at the end and finish the season super strong. So again, we get a lot of questions about um, when is the right time to use wild card or should I use wild card? And the answer, and we've posted these on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, is that it really depends on your situation. How many transfers do you want to make? Um, how large of a hit are you willing to take? Uh, does your num the hit that you would take on your number of transfers exceed uh, the the number of points that you're willing to uh, take a hit for? So it all just really depends on um, on your situation, your your tolerance for for certain things. Um, kind of where you are with your team at the moment. I don't think we'll use our wild card anytime soon just because we're extremely happy with where our team is. Maybe a couple little tweaks here and there, but nothing that the free transfers can't um, take care of for us. Going into game week 22, and we're a little decided in our starting 11. Right now, the way we have it, set is um, we have Henderson in goal. He's home to West Ham. We have four in the back. We have Alexander-Arnold, who's away to Spurs. Soy and Chilwell are home to Southampton. And then Lundstrom is home to West Ham. In uh, the midfield, we have Mane away to Spurs. De Bruyne away to Aston Villa. Salah away to Spurs. So we did get rid of Delhi and bring in Mo. So uh, our apologies in advance if Mo blanks this weekend. That is uh, purely on our shoulders. Um, Triore at home to Newcastle, and then two up top, Ings away to Leicester City, and Vardy, our captain, home to Southampton. Now, that may change because we have Mupe on the bench, who's away to Everton. Grealish uh, in second spot on the bench, is 
home to Man City, and then Kelly is home to Arsenal uh, with his team Crystal Palace. So um, maybe Mupe makes it into the squad, um, and I don't know, maybe Ings sees the bench, but uh, if he scores um, or even assists, that's going to hurt us because of his effective ownership. So, um, you know, part of having a, a very well-rounded squad is that you will have benching headaches pretty much every weekend, but I guess that's a better option than um, having no options at all. <clears throat> so we are set in terms of our Liverpool triple up, looking ahead a bit till game week 24. Um, speaking of, we get a lot of questions. Should I triple captain? Um, Salah, Mane, Robertson, Alexander Arnold, whomever it may be. And our answer is always up to you. So um, we can't say that uh, that you should or you shouldn't, just like anything else really in FPL. Um, it certainly is tempting. Um, not the greatest of fixtures for them. I, I would like something a little bit more favorable. They're away to Wolves and then away to West Ham. So... Um, certainly could put up some big points there, either Mo or Mane, Robertson, um, or Alexander-Arnold, or Van Dyke for that matter, <clears throat> maybe even Firmino. But, um, I don't know, they're not, if I could script it, I would definitely uh, have the fixtures be a bit different. Both would be home fixtures, uh, and the teams that they're facing would probably be a little different too. Uh, part of the worry always with a triple captain uh, chip being used is uh, will the player that I'm triple captaining play in both games of that game week? <clears throat> it is always uh, something that, that you'll face um, when you do that. You face it even when you just regularly captain a player. Certainly in a, in a double game week, uh, the likelihood of a player getting rested is a bit higher depending on who that player is. With Mo and Mane, who I think will be the two most popular triple captain options. I don't really see either of them getting rested. Um, you know, they may come off a little early in one of the games, but um, there's enough time. There's five days in between uh, the Wolves fixture and the West Ham fixture where I don't see it being a big deal. Now, they do play another league match um, just a day later, uh, or actually, sorry, a couple days, two days later, um, on February 1st, home to Southampton. So there could be some squad rotation there, um, or maybe the rotation, if it's going to happen, will happen uh, in the second fixture of that double game week, which again is uh, a way to West Ham. So we'll have to see. Um, but even if you don't get a, the benefit of um, them playing twice, you still get the benefit of the triple captainship and uh, both on players that could have huge hauls. So um, there's always a silver lining uh, in there <clears throat> to that. But again, that really comes down to are you feeling it? Are you not? It's really kind of early to make that um that prediction anyway. I'd want to see them play over the next two game weeks. 
I want to see how their opponents will kind of form therein going into that game week. Um, and even if you were dead set on playing the chip, you can't right now anyway because um, it's not game week 24 yet. So um, all in good time. Don't forget we still have game weeks 22 and 23 ahead of that. So um, let's not lose sight of those. But it is the right time. If you're looking for the Liverpool triple up and you don't have three already, use those free transfers. Get them now. Um, if you're looking for a West Ham player, which uh, I don't really think we are, then um, then you got to factor that into maybe possibly Fabianski would be on our radar, but um, not the greatest of fixtures, and they don't have the greatest of fixtures coming up. So I feel like that may be a wasted move. Um, Felipe Anderson, maybe, but... Um, there's better players at his price point that you could have in your squad anyway. So I don't see a lot of appeal in the West Ham players, quite honestly. Um, we've gotten a lot of questions, should we free hit that game week? I don't think so personally because <clears throat> there's a great chance that there will be uh, a blank game week much later in the season, somewhere in the, the 30s of game weeks. Um, usually the mid to late 30s, where several teams will not play in a game week at the same time. And that's ideally, in my mind, where you want to use that free hit because you need to put together a team of players that are actually playing in that game week. So um, I think a lot of managers get a little hasty in their use of these chips and don't look or think ahead, uh, and we try to help. People do that, and that's what we're trying to do here. You still may want to use your free hit chip, but at least you're sort of informed on the fact that um, there may be better opportunities. Um, and, of course, that's all subjective, uh, but better opportunities later in the season to use those. People want immediate uh, impact, immediate um, returns from their investments and, and from the chips that they're playing, uh, and sometimes that's not always possible. Uh, you know, this game is one where you uh, know immediately sort of where things stand. Uh, and so there's that sort of immediacy <clears throat> in terms of results. And uh, I think that's what causes a lot of managers to be very quick to make rage transfers or uh, take hits or play chips um, that may not be best used at that time, but it's just because I had a bad game week um, and uh, I need to do something to, to right the ship uh, and rectify things as quickly as possible. So I got to do it now. I got to do it now uh, versus, you know, taking sort of a, a longer term approach to things and sort of slowly and steadily building towards that and having a bit of a strategy and, a, you know, a bit of a plan going into that. So that's kind of where we are with that. Um, in terms of players, you know, to consider for the game week, it's all the usual guys. I don't think there's anyone really, usually a standout that hasn't been talked about already. Um, I suppose uh, Mupe and Calvert-Lewin, who are priced very similarly. Um, you know, there's 
kind of a tough choice to make there between the two. Uh, we are on Mupe. Calvert-Lewin is somewhat appealing just because I think he's on the better form right now. But Brighton, I think, have the fixtures uh, a bit over Everton. So I don't think we'll be in a quick... Um, you know, a, a quick uh, sense of urgency <clears throat> to make that switch. I think we can kind of wait and see. The ownership of both is relatively low. So if one, you know, if, if Calvert-Lewin bangs and Mupe doesn't, um, it's not going to um, crush us, I don't think. So part of, you know, when you get into uh, the lower, uh, or I don't know if it's lower or higher, you know, the, the top 10K, the top 20K, top 50k is you got to start looking at um, ownership and sort of playing um, the odds as far as those go because um, certainly the higher the risk the higher the reward um, but also um, if your lesser owned player doesn't bang sort of your differential so to speak and uh, you benched a player with a higher effective ownership in the top 10 or top 100K, then um, your rank is definitely going to suffer <clears throat> for that. Um, but we did post a comparison of the two, a statistical comparison, um, just sort of based off of performance. Calvert-Lewin. So something, if you are trying to make that decision, it's one <clears throat> of a lot of different criteria you can use. You can look at form. You can look at fixtures. Uh, you can look at expected goals, expected assists, expected goal involvement, um, expect, expected um, FPL points over previous weeks or future weeks. So there's all kinds of things that you can look at. So um, like anything else, there's never one right reason. You just got to kind of go with um, either what your gut is telling you or the data that you're looking at, the data that you think has uh, the most credibility and can uh, most predict future success and go with that. But we'll certainly continue on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page to provide a lot of data a lot of insights and kind of also just provide a forum for discussion. Our community is super active, which we love. Uh, we love interacting with them. Uh, they interact with each other and, um, you know, just makes, makes for a fun, uh, job. If you want to call it that, even though it's not a job for us, it's purely uh, a passion play and a passion project. But, um, we do love it. Um, it's our happy place. So I think that's going to do it. Pretty short and sweet. Um, all the best uh, you know, predictions and players to watch and our differential picks and all the data that I mentioned a minute ago uh, and everything you can be found at um, the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Give us a follow if you haven't. We'd love to have you along for the ride. And until next time, I say peace. Goodbye. Get those green arrows, guys.